You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with Travis Ryer on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. This is Southern Fried Sports with Bama Online Senior Analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Southern Fried Sports. Joe Gaither filling in for Travis Ryer as he's out on vacation in Montana visiting the oldest son. Evan Ryer took the chocolate lady out there. So I'll be filling in for Travis today and tomorrow, finishing out the week. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Gaither6. Send all your comments, questions, queries, and complaints to me there. I'm uh, joined on the program by James Ludeman to my left. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at James Ludeman. And I'm joined on the other side of the glass by Mason Woods. You can find him at Mason Woods underscore. And together, we combine to form the 60-minute men Woo! of Sports Talk Radio. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? It's another day in uh, Tuscaloosa, man. It's beautiful outside. Right. There was not a drop of rain outside yesterday, neither. You feeling good, Mason? Weather has been great this week. It's, it's It feels great outside. I think last night it got down to almost 70. It was amazing. And it looks great, too. We're supposed to be getting all this rain, this aftermath from Hurricane Sally, but it, she, she ain't here yet. So right, th- th- Sally. Yeah, thank right. the Lord on that. I want to remind you that today's program is brought to you always by Peterbrook Chocolatier. Head on over there to 1530 McFarland Boulevard East over by Southern Ale House. They've got all your sweet treats and goodies. My favorite, my personal favorite, is the chocolate-covered espresso beans. But they've got chocolate-covered popcorn. They've got those chocolate footballs, James. Uh, that, so it's, mm. she, she, she makes a football size. Basically, it's like, a, it's like a casket, but it's all chocolate, and it's filled with the chocolate popcorn. That just, that just, I just pretty much gained weight listening to that advertisement it yeah. was great i gotta go there once they get back i'm i have to go there. well yeah so I'm, I'm i'm gonna wait i'm personally i'm gonna wait till the chocolate lady gets yes. back and i'm gonna go over there and say hi to her and load up on those chocolate covered espresso beans. dude you keep talking about those and i'm like man this i, I kind of want to try this just they're see how good really it is. good because they're they're chocolatey but then you got the like the bitter coffee kind of kind of combating with it uh but then after like you know, five six minutes, you're like, oh, I've I've got a little jolt of energy. I'm I'm, I'm, ready I'm gonna to have go. to back up from this microphone, Mason. I'm drooling yeah, over here. Yeah, I'm right ready now. to go. So I'm a big fan of the the espresso beans. You can get in anything uh, ordered at Peterbrook by calling two zero five seven five two zero two one one, and you can get in touch with us on the Peterbrook Chocolatier Studio line by calling two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. We got a fun show. I hope uh, planned for us today. We're gonna talk about the U.S. Open. We're gonna talk about uh, tonight's Eastern Conference game, Eastern Conference Finals game two between the Miami, uh, oh, Miami Heat, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, you can <laughs> give us a, the, We're in the Eastern Conference Finals for hockey, you too. Can, you so, can give us a, yeah. a hockey update. Uh, but the Heat are playing the Celtics in Game 2. And we've got Thursday Night Football to look forward to. And we got a couple of Nick Saban sounds that I kind of want to make a little con- uh, conversation out of. About uh, 10 more minutes or so, we're going to be joined by Hillcrest coach Sam Adams. The Hillcrest Patriots are 4-0. and On Tuesday, we were joined by Gordo coach Ryan Lawley. And yesterday, we were joined by Northridge coach uh, Mike Vickery. Uh, both their teams are also 4-0. and So trying to hit up the undefeated teams in the Tuscaloosa area as they're nearing the halfway point on their season. Uh, if you didn't see the Hillcrest play over the weekend, then where were you on the internet? Do you even have the internet? Uh, Hillcrest had a nine lateral play with a couple of fumbles uh, in which the quarterback, Ethan Crawford, you know, threw the initial pass, lateraled it a couple times, but ended up picking up the uh, the, the fumbled football in and taking it in for a touchdown to win the game for the Hillcrest Patriots as they took on the Wetumpka, I believe the Wetumpka Indians, I believe is, is their mascot. Uh, so they, they remained undefeated on kind of a miraculous fashion. Uh, the play is taken all over, taken over the internet, and we will visit with Coach Adams about the play, but, but about the whole season as well and about his team as well. Uh, we're looking forward to doing that about 10 minutes. But first, let's, I mean, I wouldn't be doing Travis justice if we didn't start off with the U.S. Open. Uh, in the U.S. Open, you know, I'm, I'm a mild golf fan. I, I enjoy golf here and there, uh, especially when we get to, to majors. And lo and behold, we have a major this weekend. And our boy Justin Thomas is actually uh, doing great so far. I'm pulling up the leaderboard. Let's see. Click he's in the lead button. at 400. I believe he's in the lead, yes. We'll get the whole kind of top five, top ten. Let's see how that goes. Justin Thomas is four under. Harris English and, da- and Davis Thompson is three under with Patrick Reed. Three under. Rory is three under. One shot off. So got a big little crowd at three under. Uh, fun fact, Harris English went to high school in my hometown. I went to the rival high school of Harris English. He went to Baylor. We went to Macaulay. And he's much more successful than I am right now. So what does that say about our high school situation? Uh, but no, he went to, to Georgia to, uh, and, and did well playing golf at Georgia. And he is one shot off. Our man, Justin Tom- Thomas, for the lead. Justin has had uh, two putts on the last two holes that he you know he could have drained to gain two more spots, but uh, they uh, they unfortunately did not break correctly uh, for Justin Thomas. Tiger Woods sitting there even on the day so far. Let's see any other no- notable names. He just went into the sand. Too. Did he? Yeah. Oh, it's no good. No he good. had that crazy this crazy draw that that Tiger has off the driver is is not doing him very well. Today. I wish I could play golf like Tiger. Jordan Spieth three over. Colin Morikawa three over as well. So a tough start for some of those guys. All right, Ian Poulter four four over. That's that's a good look at the leaderboard. Let's see the the uh, Thomas teed off today at seven something. Yes, yeah, seven oh seven oh five Central Time, and uh, he's paired up with Colin Morikawa and Tiger Woods. So you've kind of got three different rounds working in that group. Uh, do you think that Justin Thomas can hold on to 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 win the uh, win the tournament? He's th- the third. He was favored. Uh, he was the third favorite. Oh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. The third overall favorite to win the tournament behind Dustin Johnson and John Rahm entering entering the weekend. Yeah, those three guys are are the best in golf right now. I, I don't think there's any argument to that. I think Rory McIlroy may have a, a a little bit to say about that. He's sitting in three three under right yeah, now. Yeah, one off. And uh, he's, I mean, it looks like he's coming back here in the tournament. So it's going to be a very competitive tournament. I don't, I don't see anybody running away with this, you know, like a Dustin Johnson who has like 20 or 30 under. I don't see that. I think maybe seven, eight under could possibly win this tournament. 
Dustin uh, Dustin Johnson being the favorite, he's uh he's plus eight hundred. John Rahm plus a thousand, and Justin Thomas is plus fourteen hundred. Morikawa plus sixteen hundred, and there you go, Rory for plus sixteen hundred. Who do you do you have? A, are you a golf guy, Mason? Uh, you know, I watch golf here and there. I, I you know, obviously I'll tune in for the Masters every year. I don't of course, watch a ton outside of that, but I've I've watched a little bit of this. I think I think Justin Thomas has looked really good. He's played this course super super well so far. If he if he can keep this up, he's got a good shot. Well, Justin has played through thirteen holes now, so he's he's nearing the the tail end of his round. Uh, being a mild golf fan, like I, like I feel like we're probably on the same level here, golf fan. Uh, will will this U.S. Open tournament? Uh, take any of your TV time away from college football in the NFL this weekend. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Can you say it one more time, Jay. Cut out for a second. Oh well, will will this U.S. Open? Will this master? Oh, not this master. Will this major? Excuse me. Will this major take any of your TV time away from college football and the NFL this this weekend? Yeah, no, can't tell you that it will. I uh, I'm I'm a much bigger football fan than I am a golf fan. I'll I'll be tuned into the football. Well, how about you, James? Are you are you gonna give one of the TVs away to uh to golf instead of college football in the NFL? You know what's amazing is my my wife has actually become this avid golf fan. Her favorite golfer because we didn't have sports, so right. She's a sports fan like I am, and when there was nothing on, we watched golf every week. Golf was it, right? <laughs> so golf and NASCAR back and golf forth. Golf is her thing right now, and, and Bryson DeChambeau, who tees off later today with uh, he actually tees off with Dustin at about twelve fifteen today. I don't uh, watch a lot so of that's, golf, but I know I don't like that guy. Listen, I, I love Deshambo. What? Oh, so, something about his hats. You know, oh, he gets too pretentious. You're just being a hater. It, you know, <laughs> he's got one of the longest drives I've ever seen, though. Hey, he's got a. He has. Yeah, he can drive the crap out of a ball. Well, how would you crazy. like for your work at like? Oh, right, I'm gonna get ready for the season. Let me just put on. What was it? 30, 40 pounds that he put yeah. on. He put on a lot. And then he put on a stupid hat, too. Oh, oh dude, you're just, well, who come has on. The, who has the most punchable face in golf? To me, the answer is easy. It's Patrick Reed. Yeah, I can agree with that. Patrick Reed could definitely use a swift punch to the jaw. I feel like even though Dustin Johnson's really good, he has one of those faces that he doesn't show emotion ever. So, like, the first time I've ever seen him show emotion was two weeks ago when, when he just made this crazy 30-foot putt. Uh, to go into uh, extra time or whatever they call it there, uh, another you know playoff, whatever. Sure. Uh, but I feel like Dustin Johnson's kind of that guy that you're like, I just look at you and I don't think we're gonna get along, you know. But I don't know if I'd hit him. I, I, I mean, that'd be a little aggressive, I think. But well, that's why I say Patrick. Patrick Reed. He he looks like the uh, Piggly Wiggly logo. <laughs> wow, that is that's savage right there. Can, can you see it? I mean, I can, but. I don't know if I would have publicly on on radio said no, that. Nobody's listening. <laughs> nobody's listening to us. Yeah, no one's listening anyway. <laughs> yeah, if you got some thoughts on the U.S. Open, feel free to call in the Peter Brook Chocolatier Studio line two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. We're gonna quickly. Actually, you know what, James? I didn't have the the hockey on my rundown, uh, but give me give me a little Eastern Conference. So, the, the, are the Stars going to the finals? The Stars are in the finals. Okay, they they beat the Avalanche four to one. Was wow. the was the series, series. right? Sure. Uh, the Lightning were up three to one. They lost a tough game against the Islanders in over in double overtime last game, which was terrible. Uh, but tonight, their Lightning are still up three two. Game six, and uh, I, I think after losing in double overtime, I think the Lightning take care of business, and I think we're gonna have Stars in Tampa in, in the final, which is gonna be great. Ben Bishop, who used to be the goalie for Tampa Bay, is now one of the goalies for the Dallas Stars. Okay, so, a little connection little, little connection there. So that'll be interesting. All right, well, do you feel confident in your lightning being able to go into a, a series with the, with the Stars as it currently 
Dan. There's only one Tampa Bay team I feel confident with right now, and that's the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, but uh, but you know what? I think tonight, after losing that way that they did in, in double overtime, I, I think the pressure is on them not to go to Game 7. Because just like we saw with the Nuggets... If you go it, to Game 7... Yeah, you never know. Bad. It's a toss-up. Yep. So I think the Lightning not only have to get the job done tonight, and I, but I, I really think they will. This team is too deep. I know we don't talk a whole lot of hockey here That's on this right. program, but the team is too deep. Kucherov, Point, uh, Stamkos, whenever he decides to not be injured. Uh, you know, Vasilevsky, I mean, there's all these guys that are just really good stars in this league, and, and I think they'll get the job done tonight. All right, we'll see how it goes. What time is that game? Do you know? Uh, I think it's a 7 o'clock. NBC? NBC, NBC SN. That's all right. right. If, you're, if you have not checked out playoff hockey, uh, just because you're not into hockey, but you're looking for something to watch tonight when the college football game gets boring and then the, the, the Browns and Bengals inevitably gets boring, flip on over to uh, flip on, Cleveland. Flip, flip on <laughs> over to that hockey match and watch some guys duke it out and try to get uh, put, put themselves in position to win a championship. We're going to take a quick break right here on Southern Fried Sports, and when we come back, we'll be joined by Hillcrest head coach Sam Adams. You're listening to Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports, and it's brought to you by SunSouth John Deere, the preferred tractor equipment for Alabama athletics. Visit sunsouth.com or any of their 21 locations across the southeast. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. The Crimson Tide football team was back at work at the Thomas Troop practice fields on Wednesday afternoon, day two of three straight days of practice. All eyes will be on the Alabama secondary this season. Cornerback Patrick Sertan II expects to see DeMarco Hellams in a big role this season for the Tide. DeMarco, he's um, been doing great as far as playing the money position. You know, it's a role that needs to be filled, you know, with tremendous amount of talent, but also a dude that knows the playbook as well. So, you know, DeMarco been handling that role very well. So um, we look towards him to play that uh, role great. I'll have more in a moment. Have you priced a new John Deere tractor lately? SunSouth John Deere has a full line of affordable lawn and tractor equipment this season. SunSouth John Deere has an affordable roster for everyone, from riding mowers to utility vehicles and lots of tractors. Stop by any of the 21 locations across Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia, or visit sunsouth.com to find out what is right for you. Any budget, any project, SunSouth has you covered. Proud to be the preferred tractor equipment dealer of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Join us tonight for Hey Coach and the Nick Saban Show on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Eli Gold hosts starting at 6.30 p.m. Central across the network as he covers the latest on Alabama athletics. If you cannot listen at 6.30, the show will be archived on our Alabama Insider Podcast, available on all podcast platforms. And that's your Bama update. Crimson Tide Today brought to you by Sun South John Deere. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. The sky mostly cloudy this afternoon, just a small chance of a shower, the high 78. For tonight, becoming mostly fair, the low at 66. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with a high at 82. And for Saturday, the sky partially sunny, the high at 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama. Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The Crimson Tide will not be denied.
Welcome back to Southern Fried Sports on a beautiful Thursday here in Tuscaloosa. Looks great outside. Looks like a great day for some high school football practice. And uh, we'll, we'll get right into some of that. Right now, uh, we're joined by our special guest, Coach Sam Adams of the Hillcrest Patriots, of the undefeated Hillcrest Patriots. Coach Adams, how are we doing today, sir? Coach, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, yes, there we yes. go. There we go. I'm sorry. We're having a little great. little issue there. All right, sweet. How are you doing today, sir? Doing great. Doing great. Very good. Thanks so much for joining us, Take, taking some time out of your day. I know Coach's day is, uh, the time is extremely valuable, so I appreciate you giving me some, some of your time today. Yeah, no doubt. It's, uh, it's been a, all the days are busy days, but uh, this week's probably been a little busier than, than most others. <laughs> yes, I can imagine so uh, for you. Uh We'll just we'll get into the play in just a minute, but I just want to uh, get first off go kind of broad picture, big picture. Uh, what are your overall thoughts being four and zero? Your success on the season so far, uh, given what your team has had to go through to even get here and even even get to play a season. Yeah, we we knew uh, you know pretty early on when we got to get back together with these guys in June that uh, you know it was going to be an extremely fun group to coach. You know, we, we still have. You know, a lot of youth out there on the field, but uh, it's a group of guys that just take so much joy in playing the game, and I think that's carried over into the early season success that we've had. You know, we started off with a, you know, a big win at Homewood on the road, and uh, we've had some some drama in uh, several games since then. Uh, you know, we had a close one that we won against Tuscaloosa County, and, uh, and then obviously the close one last week, and. Uh, you know, it was a long road to, to even get kick off the season. You know, I was kind of uh, leery that we were going to actually get to play until we actually kicked off on that first Friday up in up in Homewood. But you know, our kids have done just a, a great job of adjusting to all the protocols that we've had to follow, and our coaches have as well. And you know, we're just uh, you know thankful for every game that we get to play, and hopefully, we get to finish this thing out. Of course, we're hopeful that you are as well. We're hopeful for all our teams. Uh, in the area to be able to finish things out. If you had to pinpoint one aspect of the summer, one aspect of the uh, of the preparation as being this is the toughest part I have to deal with right now, what's the toughest thing that you had to deal with to get ready to uh, have your season started uh, with, with everything that was involved? Oh, the weight room protocols, no doubt. You know, wearing the, the, the mask and all is not really that big of a deal. Um, but in the weight room now, we have to sanitize every piece of equipment every single time that it changes hands from one kid to another. Um, so that basically takes what may be a, say, a 30-minute workout, and it turns it into closer to an hour workout. Mm-hmm. So the time spent in there, uh, you know, really is just it's so much greater. Uh, and getting the same amount of work done, obviously, at the end of the day, but it just takes uh, takes an extremely long time to, to do that every time. But that's you know that's part of what we got to do to play the game, and, and we've been doing an awesome job on it. We're going to continue to do it as, as long as, as long as we're allowed to. Well, I, I applaud your commitment to that. And uh, anything that takes extra time is aggravating to me. So I can imagine it is to uh, to, to you as well in, in some sort of way. Um, we'll get right into get into the play. If you guys if did not see it this weekend, just go anywhere on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, 
any big publication and just type in Hillcrest Patriots, and it'll probably pop up. Uh, Coach Adams was had his team. They were down two points. Uh, I believe, yeah, two points with with two and a half seconds left. And uh, from the roughly the 45-yard line, their own 45-yard line, and completed a nine-lateral play with a couple of different fumbles changing hands. Uh, and his own quarterback, Ethan Crawford, ran 45, picked up the ball and ran 45 yards into the end zone to win the game for the Hillcrest Patriots and defeat Wetumpka. What was the coolest part for you uh, in the aftermath of the play? Was it seeing Tom Brady's reaction on Twitter or realizing you guys were on SportsCenter or something else? What was the coolest thing that you're like, man, this is sweet? Yeah, you know, all the the heavy attention started pretty quickly after the game. You know, I think we're already on max preps with mm-hmm. you know, tens of thousands of views by the time we got on the bus. Um, and then, uh, you know, I didn't get much sleep that night. You know, I'm late from a tough cut. Everything started up early the next morning. Uh, you know, I got a phone call from Gus Malzahn before I actually got out of bed, huh. you know, congratulating me. So that was that was pretty cool. But, uh, I mean, by far, seeing Tom Brady comment on Twitter on the play was, uh, I mean, that, that blew me away. You know, I saw that pop up on my phone as a notification. And, you know, my first reaction was, there's no way that's like the real Tom Brady. You know, I was thinking that was some kind of just, just random guy that happened to be named Tom Brady. But, uh, you know, so as soon as I checked it out and found out it was really him, I mean, you know, I kind of teared up a little bit. To of be course. Honest with you. Yeah. You know, I mean, just the, the thought of, you know, maybe the greatest of all time, you know, taking notice and acknowledging something that happened, uh, you know, that a bunch of kids from uh, from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, did in Wetumpka on a Friday night. I mean, I was just I was just floored, you know. And that, that just goes to show the importance of, of football and, all across the country, but, you know, especially in this state and in this part of the state, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a big part of our, of our culture. And, uh, you know, the, all the response that we've got to that one play is just, been more than I could have ever dreamed of. Yeah, that's awesome, and we I really uh, we enjoyed it. We we saw it first on Max Preps, just like you saw, or uh, just like you said. And I thought, man, I don't know if he'll be up, but I'm going to reach out to him. I really I really appreciate you speaking to me so late at night that Friday. So that was awesome. Uh, well, yeah, we, no we, we played the call a couple of different times this week. Brent Jones and his and his radio partner uh, a couple of times this week, and it's a brilliant call. But to me, my biggest kick is when the color guy is just losing his mind. Uh, and just losing his mind, and he's going ESPN Max Preps top ten. Just, just was cracking up at it. It was great. What were you thinking as the play was unfolding, as it was developing? Because it took a while. It did. It did. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was almost one minute of real time. You know, you know, normal football plays uh, usually five, six, seven seconds at the most. And, um. You know, it stretched out from one sideline, then back to the other, then back to the middle, mm-hmm. and, and you know, with all the different uh, aspects of the play going on, you know, for a while I thought we had a chance to score down the opposite sideline at one point in the play, but they did have one guy that just stayed way back there and was kind of hanging out around the ten yard line, and you know, luckily we reversed field and came back the other way. But um, you know, things like that. There's there's a, a very little bit of coaching that goes on to the front end of it, you know, they can't have to understand the the scenario and the kind of the parameters of the play. But once you get started, you know, it's kind of like a bunch of kids sort of playing keep away like you did when you were a little kid, sure, you know. Sure. And, uh, but when the ball got on the ground on the, the fumble, you know, I, I 
I have to be honest. I mean, I thought, well, that, that may be it. Uh-huh. And uh, then they had two guys that had a shot for it, and it, it squirted out one more time and ended up in Ethan Crawford's hands. And, you know, I mean, anytime the ball is in that guy's hands, I feel like we have a chance to score from anywhere on the field. And, uh, you know, luckily he had a clear run at the end zone and, and had enough gas left in the tank to make it there. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of running around the field for everybody on there. So, you know, fatigue was was a factor for all twenty two on the field. I'd have to guess. Well, certainly, and Ethan uh, got crushed on the play mid, mid midway through the play, making I think the fourth or the fifth lateral, just tossing it back. He got tackled by three or four guys. He did, he did. You know, and that was a, a testament to him to keep his poise and know that in that situation he can't get tackled with the ball. You know, he had to get get rid of it again to keep the play alive. And uh, you know, and he he, he after that that part of the play uh one of their guys actually kind of laid on top of it for mm. several seconds you know and luckily he was able to, to get out from under it and uh but he was definitely one of the guys that we were hoping that the ball would find him at some point again in there I mean, he touched the ball a total of four times right. on that one play you know count when he took the initial snap and and then obviously when he picked up the fumble at the end yeah he touched two of the laterals in between and uh you know he's he's a great player obviously and uh, you know, I couldn't be prouder of our kids just to keep their heads and just to keep the play going as long as they did. Well, you talk about Ethan Crawford, and I got it right on my list, so I'm going to it. For those who haven't seen him, what makes him such a special player, such a special quarterback? Because if you haven't seen him in this area, you need to get out to a Hillcrest game and watch him play. He is, he's, he's for real. He's got the it that people are looking for. What would you say as his coach makes him so special? Oh, man, well, I mean, there's, a long list of things, but I mean the physical attributes are pretty obvious sure. to anybody that has seen him play. You know, I, I don't really know what kind of mold of quarterback. You know, nowadays you want to say is he dual threat, is he a pro style? Well, I mean he's kind of he's he's all of those. You know, I mean he he's uh, he's not just a runner. I mean he can definitely make any throw that uh, that you wanted to make out on the field. Um, and he obviously is very talented once he pulls the ball down and decides to to run with it. Um, so, but in addition to all those, the things a lot of people do not see is, I mean, he studies the game uh, like every week is the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, he puts an immense amount of preparation in uh, week in, week out. And, you know, coming off the season that we had last year where we didn't win so many games, I think he, he kind of took that personal, you know, and made up his mind very early on after last season was over that, uh, you know, we weren't going to go through that again. And uh, but he's a guy that, kind of thrives under the, the pressure of, of the game and wants the ball in his hands at all times. Well, after such a huge uh, huge play and a huge win to, to, to keep the season undefeated, uh, have, has it been difficult this week keeping your team, getting your team refocused for a, a regional game against Hueytown this week? Well, you know, had it not be Hueytown as our opponent this week, that may have been the case. Uh, but, I mean, the Bottom line is Hueytown has, uh, you know, they've handled us pretty well each of the last two years. And, I mean, that was kind of one of the games, on region games on the schedule that, you know, all the guys have been looking forward to uh, for the last several months. And so, I mean, they know the challenge that, that's ahead of them. And it's really not been an issue, you know. I mean, Hueytown's a good team. They know they're a good team. Uh, they know what it feels like to lose to Hueytown. And, and uh, you know, my chances are this game will – go a long way into deciding who's going to get to play at home in the first round of the playoffs. You know, the top two teams out of uh, out of the region uh, host first-round playoff games, and that's something that you always set out to do uh, when the season starts. So, 
Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of games left to play after this one. You know, we still have four more region games after Friday night's done, uh, but this one is definitely a big one. Hey, Coach, uh, this is James here. I'm, I'm uh, sitting in co-hosting here today, but uh, I wanted to ask you real quick, and listen, I, I know that with coaching, uh, you, you don't really look too much, you know, far, you don't look far forward on the schedule, but after this game with Hueytown, is right back into the fire again uh, with undefeated Northridge. So, I, I mean, have you have you thought about that game at all? I mean, have you looked at what they've been doing over at Northridge and, and kind of trying to get prepared for that as well, or is it just kind of all hands on deck for Hueytown? No, it's definitely been all hands on deck for Hueytown. I mean, obviously we know what they're what, what they've accomplished so far this season. And um, truth be told, I mean, even though their records haven't looked that great the last few years they've had good teams there uh they've just had an extremely difficult schedule to play you know i know they played mountain brook out of region the last couple of years and i mean that's one of the top teams in the state in, in any classification and uh so I mean, we, we have great deal of respect for coach vickery and the job that, that uh, he and his staff do over there uh, but you know, we do get one off week after this one and before we play Northridge, which will be much welcome. You know, it's always great to get that off week right in the middle of the season, um, and that's the way it luckily worked out for us this year. But it'll be that off week will be coming at a good time, and you know, next week we may start working towards Northridge, um, you know, a, a little bit. Uh, but really, we're hoping to just get all healed up uh, across the board next week and be able to have all hands on deck going into that week. Does Hueytown forfeiting two of their games this year, and then they ended up putting a pretty sizable number on Brookwood, uh, make them tough to prepare for due to the lack of film for two weeks? And then anytime you kind of get in a blowout, some of that film becomes less valuable. Does that become? Does that make it more challenging to prepare for them? Yeah. Well, the the first thing that makes them difficult to prepare for is they have really good players. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, regardless of the uh, of the the film. Uh, they've got two receivers and a quarterback. They're as good as any group of three guys that. You know, maybe anybody in the state could have. Uh, so that that gives you uh, that, that that causes you to lose some sleep at night. And uh, only having two games played, I think it maybe gives some advantages to uh, to both sides in different ways. You know, I mean, we would obviously like to have more film to break down on those guys to get some tendencies. And like you said, you know, with the game against Brookwood getting out of hand as early as it did, um, you, know, you don't really get to. You don't really get many tendencies out of a game like that. And uh, on the other hand, um, you know, we're hoping that conditioning is uh, is a factor in the game. You know, as much as you try to run and work out in the off season and all that, I mean, the best way to get in shape to play football is just simply to play football games. And and with them having to miss two weeks of preparation uh, in the middle of the games that they've played so far, I mean, we're hoping that uh, that can play into our hands, knowing that we've played four games and and uh, you know two of the four we've had to go right down to the the last second to the game. So, you know, we're hoping that part of it works in our favor. Coach, when you you've had four victories this year, and when you have a victory, I've asked all the coaches this this week. It's just kind of an off the wall question, I guess. Do you have a specific meal or song or routine or tradition that you're like, man, I it's a win. It's 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 a, it's an Adams win in this household. Is there anything that you do that you're like, man, all right, take the load off and, and enjoy the win? Uh, well, my, my Saturdays are uh, it, it really. I celebrated this last one by cutting grass out in my yard for about two hours first thing Saturday morning. So that that wasn't really all that great. Uh, but I mean, I do have 
a series of superstitions, I guess you'd say, sure. leading up to the game more so than after. You know, so our on Fridays, uh, my, my lunchtime meal is uh, is always part of the routine. And uh, if we're on a winning streak and I'm eating the same place <laughs> every single Friday, and uh, you know, if we get knocked off our streak, then we got to switch it up. So uh, that's been a good, uh, uh, you know, a good Friday lunch every time so far this year. Where has uh, that been this year? That going. Uh, I'm, I'm a uh, Moe's Barbecue There you fan. go. Those guys are great supporters of our program, and, and uh, there's one right down the road here, down 69 South, and I've been in there every every Friday. So that's, keep... uh, that's kind of the main one. All right, we got to keep that going. Moe's again this week. That's right. That's right. Hey, Coach, uh, through four weeks, uh, obviously 4-0 undefeated, there's a lot to, especially with Ethan Crawford, that's really been you know going well for you guys. But uh, if there was an area that you guys had – uh, that needs to improve. What what is that area? Is it defensively? I know you guys went down thirteen nothing in the first quarter, but then you outscored. They got a mean defensive line though. Yeah, you guys outscored them thirty four to seventeen after that in the second half. So, is there something though that you look at right now that just needs to improve overall? Yeah, well, uh, a little bit on both sides. You know, defensively we played really well for stretches of that game, but we also gave up some explosive runs. You know, and that that. That's something that we have to really get solved because when we're down thirteen nothing, uh, we really didn't force them to put together a lot of drives to, uh, in order to get those points. You know, it was really two long runs, and you know we didn't really we felt like we didn't make them work as hard for those points as they should have. You know, I mean if if they can put together eight ten play drives over and over again, then you know we'll we'll tip the hat to them. But you know we really didn't make what Tom could do that the other night. And offensively, it's it's kind of been the, the, the same type of uh, issue. Uh, I mean, we have lots of explosive guys on our team, you know, with Ethan Crawford and receivers Andre Siler and Terrence Callaway. And, you know, we have several good running backs that we feel good with the balls in their hand too. Uh, but we have to do a better job of maintaining drives there. We've kind of hit points where we've gotten the explosive plays or we've simply, you know, gone three and out way too many times and had to punt the ball away without eating up much clock. So, I mean, I would like for, for both sides of the ball to be able to kind of grind it out just a little bit more and on defense make those guys drive it down the field and on offense be able to sustain drives and control the ball a little bit better. Do you think some of that may be COVID-related? Is that is that just because of the practice schedule maybe a little bit kind of affecting that, or you think four games in, we're good now? Well, you know, I, I don't really think that's COVID-related, you know, at all. You know, knock on wood, you know, we, we haven't had any – significant issues with that uh at all and thank goodness you know i know i know and uh you know i think a lot of coaches probably approach it this way where we try to shrink down schematically the things that we ask our players to do due to the fact that we didn't have spring practice and naturally you lost some reps in there so we're not doing a great deal of of things skill wise and schematically on each side of the ball we're trying to ask them to master a very small set of skills. And I think that formula so far has, has worked out well for us. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can correct those things in the weeks to come. Coach, I want to ask you about three of your former players, all kind of in one burst. Uh, two that people know and one that maybe not, just on a personal level. Co- you coach Brian Robinson, who's now at mm-hmm. Alabama. You coach Jacquez Jones, playing linebacker at Ole Miss. First part is, what do you expect out of those two guys this fall? And the second part is, I've got an intern here who played for you uh, for a minute. What can you tell us about Palmer McColl? 
Give me oh, a, what was the name? Palmer McCall, punter and quarterback. <laughs> I need some. I need some dirt wow. on Palmer. I need a little dirt. Wow. Okay, I had no idea that Palmer was there. That's He's awesome. been here maybe about the last four weeks or so. He he reached out through an email. Hey, I want to work in radio. I said, Come on, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, starting with the least talented of the three that you asked about. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, Palmer. Well, that's obvious. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> and that's not. I mean, hey, those other two guys. Are really sure, talented. of course, of course. But uh, but you know, Palmer was. Uh, we were really excited about him coming up and really thought he could contribute a lot uh, before, you know, he was kind of forced to, to move out of town. But, uh, you know, we enjoyed coaching him as a quarterback, receiver, and punter. And, and uh, we wish he could have stayed around uh, for, for a few more years with us. Awesome. But, uh, <laughs> I wish know, we had, like, an embarrassing practice story or something that we could just kind of hang over his head, you know. Oh, uh, you know, uh, man, I wish I did. That's I all right. I it's did. all right. <laughs> I mean, he really, he really, I mean, he worked his tail off, man. I mean, he was a great kid to have on the team and, and, uh, you know, was a really good athlete to truth be told. You know I mean? Palmer can run now. I don't know if he looks like it at this point. I haven't seen him in a few years, but I mean, Palmer can, he can go. He really can. Uh, He's been an asset for us so far. I see the potential. I see the potential. Great. Great. Yeah. He did a. Uh, you know, really, really great work ethic for us. So, um, the other two guys, you know, Brian Robinson, has, uh, you know, he's had to wait a lot at Alabama. Yeah, and as a lot of Alabama running backs have had to do in the past. And, uh, you know, I know from talking to some coaches over there and, and seeing Brian pop in a few weeks ago, uh, you know, they're all looking forward to a great year from him. He's dropped some weight. Uh, you know, he got up. It, a few months ago, he was up around in the 230s, I believe. Uh, now he's back around that 215 um, kind of mark. And uh, I know he's really impressed with what the new strength staff has done there. And, and uh, he, he said he feels better than he has in a few years, you know, at that weight. And he's completely healthy. And, and uh, I know he's looking forward to a great year. And, you know, Jock was kind of the opposite sort of scenario. You know, he was in action – early on as a true freshman, yep. uh, you know, maybe a little bit sooner than, than he needed to be or wanted to be in there at, at sometimes. But, uh, you know, they had some injury issues at linebacker at Ole Miss, but you know, he responded by being a freshman All-American. And, uh, you know, he's got a great deal of experience now, and uh, I know he's excited for the year as well. Well, Coach, this has been awesome. I appreciate the time. You gave me plenty of time. Uh, we love covering high school football. This is my first year kind of leading this charge, and we look forward to doing it for many, many more years. So thank you so much for your time today, and best of luck this week with Hueytown. We'll have a guy out there, and then we'll be out there with uh, Northridge two weeks after that. That sounds great. Thank you for all you do, and go back. No problem. Thanks, have a great day. Appreciate it. Thanks. That's Coach Sam Adams from the undefeated Hillcrest Patriots. Started off the year very well. If it was, seriously, folks, if you have not gotten out there to see this Ethan Crawford fellow, you are doing yourself a disservice. One of, uh, I mean, he is a great athlete, and, and not only that, he's a great quarterback. The first, uh, their first possession of the year this year, I was up there for that Homewood game. It went incomplete on first down, went incomplete on second down. I'm thinking, what? Is, I mean, I don't. Here we I, go. I don't, I don't quite see it yet. But the third play of the game is third and ten. He gets a little pressure. He he, he kind of shakes the defensive lineman, rolls out to his left, and just a general scramble drill. One of his receivers broke away and he dropped it must have been 30 yards right in the bucket 
and then the kid was gone. Touchdown on the third play of the season. You should see the excitement on Joe Gaither's face with Ethan Crawford. Every time Ethan Crawford is mentioned he, in this he, studio. He is the real deal. He, he is like, oh, what, what about Ethan? What? What? He, he is, loves him. He is the real deal. He is. All right. Well, we, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll, we'll talk. We'll give us a U.S. Open leaderboard. Justin, Re, Justin Thomas excuse me, is still at four under, and we will talk about tonight's Thursday night football game, Bengals and Browns. Ooh, riveting. You're listening to Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide 100.9. You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with BamaOnline.com senior analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into Southern Fried Sports. I want to shout out a big thank you to Coach Sam Adams for joining us in that previous seg- segment. Uh, we're really appreciative of all the high school coaches who have uh, given us their time over the last three days. Get out and support all these local high schools. There's a lot of good ones out there. I know we we talk, we only talked to uh, Gordo, Northridge, and uh, Hillcrest, but ACA is having a great year as well. Um, we're just really excited to get in on the project and try to bring you some of these younger athletes, these younger kids who are uh, who have a bright future ahead of them. Hale County's three and one, by the way. Oh, we're sending, after one and nine last and year. And we're sending somebody out this week. Carly, Carly's going out this this week. Yeah, we're try, trying Marvel. to make sure we don't get any 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 uh, bad juju out there this week. I'm not going anymore. I'm what, not. What if the game gets moved to Saturday? I'm, I'm still probably not going to go. I, I just I, I'm not a superstition guy, so I, if it got moved to Saturday, I'd probably go, but. I'm just scared, man. I, the one game I go to and cover for Todd 100.9, and of course we lose that game, and then we come back and win. Like no, no, no. We, there's no we. There's no we. We're objective journalists. Oh, that's right. We're objective. Uh, Hale County loses the game that I went to, and then comes back the next week with a dominating win. Could you uh, throw a spiral in, onto the into the Hale County Stadium from your house? Um, it's a little bit further away. I could probably get to the parking lot. Hit a driver into the. In there? Yes, I could definitely hit a driver okay. from my house. Pretty yeah. close. Pretty close there. All right. So are you gonna be? Are you watching basketball tonight, or are you watching football or hockey? Little Thursday night football. Browns and Bengals. Two former Heisman Trophy winners. Both dropped their first week. Both zero and one. Both number one overall picks. Browns are a six point favorite. I didn't want. Here's a little confession. I didn't watch either of their games this past week because when the Bears are on, I'm 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 locked in. Nothing no, else. Is no on. second screen. No nothing. No Twitter. No nothing. It is it is locked in. And so and then the Bengals played in that afternoon window. Well, I was kind of emotional roller coaster. Big fourth quarter comeback. <laughs> uh, napping through that second window. Uh, so I didn't see really any of any of either game. Um, so when football is on in my house, that's it. There's, there's nothing else. I mean, it's football. Literally, from the time we get home from church, football is on in our house all day. It doesn't matter who's playing. And and just to tell you how much I love football, the Rays, Tampa Bay Rays started at 12.10, the Lightning started at 2.30, and the Bucks started at 3.30. And the Bucks were still on. And the, and the 1 o'clock games, the Falcons-Seattle, that game was on. And my team is in the Eastern Conference Finals. For hockey right now. But I knew they'd get the job done. And they did. They were the only ones. 
to win that day. Unfortunately, I'm still. So you're not a second screen kind of guy. Uh, I, I'm. I mean, because what I like to do when the, when the Bears aren't on, when it's just like you know, it was Saints and Bucks. When Saints and Bucks are on in the in the mid afternoon, I'll pull the laptop up and I'll put on a good red zone. Just yeah. Have, have have red zone going on the second screen. That way I'm watching all the games. But no, when the Bears are on, there's no second screen. There's no nothing. Yeah, on the programming that I watch for Prime Streams, I have a sick. I actually have the option to do six screens at once. Woo! So it's pretty. It's pretty sweet. I, I will admit. Um, but I'm just too like, I'm too ADD for that. I, I just I like to focus on the game that I'm watching, especially with fantasy football. I'm gonna tell you, fantasy football has ruined. And 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 Mason, I don't know if you're like this too, but fantasy football has ruined my perspective of football. I mean, it's I cheer for people who I normally shouldn't. Uh, I I root against people who I normally should. Do like, you have Saints on your team? I I, I don't know. That's my one rule: no Packers on my fantasy team. I I have four or five teams. I think it's four, and you can look through my roster: no Aaron Rodgers, no Devontae Adams, no Aaron Jones. None of that. Get 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 them. I, I will pass on those players and take a lesser player for the simple fact that I'm not having any Packers on my fantasy teams. So in our league, um, that weren't the Tile one hundred point nine intern league, I don't I don't have any Saints on there. There you go. That's the um, way to do it. No bleeping Packers on my roster. But I will tell you it wasn't for a lack of trying. Because if I could have drafted Michael Thomas in the first round or whatever, I, I would have definitely done it. But I but instead, I had to settle with Christian McCaffrey. All right, let's uh, let's <laughs> let's circle back to th- tonight. You 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 said on the earlier show with Gary Harris that you're taking the Browns tonight. I am taking the Browns. I, I think Chubb's going to be big tonight. I think he's finally going to get in the game plan for, and I'm hoping he does. Um, but I'm look. Listen, Chubb's, something about Chubb, prime time. Chubb is done. Chubb is done as the lead back there. No, no, I disagree with that. All right, I, we'll, we'll I, I think Chubb's going to have a great night. We'll we'll see how it goes throughout the rest of the year. But Kareem Hunt will end up having a better year than him. But well, probably. But I still think Chubb's going to get most of the red zone work, and I think that that's what if you're looking at fantasy stuff, if you're into that stuff, that's what you want. You want touchdowns, and you and that's basically all you're getting. So, but look for Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow's going to have a big night. Yeah, I, I can't play him over Lamar Jackson, but I really am happy that I got him uh, because, and I got him on several leagues because I think that he's going to pr- create great value for himself he's gonna he had an okay start last week he had an okay game but it was but I, I expect more from him as more as time goes by AJ Green John Ross I mean this he's got the offense around him. the offensive Boyd, line is they got the boy T Higgins they got uh they got Joe Mixon who do they have defensively on on the anybody good on the Bengals I, I don't really know Geno Atkins is out yeah okay, he's hurt right. he's out do they still have Carlos Dunlap I'm not 100% sure if they do or not. Yeah, uh, I'd have to look they're going to need up. some help there. They got rid of Drake or Patrick uh, in the offseason. Dre plays for the Cardinals now, right? Uh, so we'll have yeah, to see. Yeah, Carlos Dunlap's still there. He's defensive end. Okay. Sam Hubbard is the right defensive end. He's solid. Uh, Geno Atkins out. So there, there goes defensive tackle. So, uh, again, I think you could definitely see a high-scoring game here. I, I don't know what the uh, over-under for, over under 43. 43, I believe so. 43 and a half, I think it is. I, I th- I'd take the over. Yeah, I, I think you could beat and a the half. over. I think you could beat the over with these two teams. The yeah. offenses are both good, and the defenses are both. Cleveland, six-point favorite. I'm taking the Bengals against the, on the, money, or against the spread. Excuse me. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to take the Browns. <laughs> And the six and, points? And the six points. I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I really do. Mason, you got any thoughts? Browns-Bengals, really riveting. Really, like, 
the two greatest. It's must-see. How are you going to put give us Browns and Bengals on the first Thursday night of the year, the, uh, the first real Thursday night of the year? Look, Obviously, that's what the people want to see. No, it's, it's no, it no, it's not. No, it's not. Apparently, apparently, we all love the state of Ohio, and that's what we want to see. On well, Thursday you know what night. the game of the week's going to be though? It's Sunday night. The the Seahawks and Patriots. That is That's going to be an awesome game. Just give, just give us Broncos Steelers on Thursday night. Oh, they've all played on Monday. Okay, so they can't. They're, they're ineligible. No, let's what play about, again. What about Rams and Eagles? Come on, that's a, that's a better game. How about Reds Washington football team and car and the Cardinals? How, How about like, Jags Titans? Huh? Well, see, that's see, the Derek that's the game that belongs yards. on Thursday night. That that game is always on Thursday night. Jags Titans, there. like, ugh. Give me some AFC South on Thursday every year night. To seeing Derrick Henry run over the Jags defense on a yeah. Thursday night every year. Last year was uh, Cardinals. How are you going to give me the Browns and Bengals on Thursday night? I mean, it's like it, it's we're literally looking at this game and going, who could not suck more, like or exactly. suck less? I think exactly. is what. Actually. So instead, we're going to be watching. I'm going to be watching college football. Who's playing tonight? Uh, Central Carolina. No, or actually, something. they're who playing tomorrow. Campbell oh. and Coastal Carolina. So I'm stuck. It's either it's either Heat Heat Celtics, you're looking at Lightning and Islanders. Just watch the Lightning game. I mean, it's playoff hockey, and if the Lightning win, they go to the Stanley Cup final. That's a big deal. Hey, the Heat Celtics game might be worth watching. I don't. That's, that is going to be a series. That defensive play. Yeah, I think it is going to be. His, his his hand was all the way. I've never seen a defensive play. Bam! Like that. Bam out of bio. Unbelievable. Maybe we can uh, be putting players into the NBA at that high rate, like. Kentucky is now that we got Nate Oates. Uh, well, I have opinions on Nate Oates, but I'm I'm gonna just not share those. Yeah, you better not be because we're the home of Alabama. You better Crimson not be slandering sports. Nate Oates on this program because no, I'm not slandering him. I just I'll come for your. Neck. I think there's a coach out there that could take his position potentially if they don't play well. Like who? Billy Donovan. No, I will take Nate Oates. Uh, well, you know, my opinion. I like Nate. I, I don't hate him, but I just love Billy Donovan. Maybe well, that's sure, but Billy Donovan's going to go to the Pacers. He's going to stay in the NBA. Well, I don't know. He had more he, success he's, he's in gonna, college. He's going to go to the Bulls. He had two national championships with Florida. I mean, why why wouldn't you come back to a place you can win a championship? Mo money, baby. Championships, money, 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 money. Be the best coach in, in college basketball money. ever or money. I don't know. That, you know, he's got a long way to go to be best coach in college basketball ever. Coach Krzyzewski? No. All right. When we come back, we got one more segment. We'll finish this up. And Coach Saban said something I found a little bit interesting yesterday and maybe a little bit concerning. We'll play that clip and talk about, does Alabama have some cause for concern? You're, you're, whoa, we're listening to Southern Fried Sports on Tide 100.9. The sky mostly cloudy this afternoon. Just a small chance of a shower, the high 78. For tonight, becoming mostly fair, the low at 66. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with a high at 82. And for Saturday, the sky partially sunny, the high at 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. I got one more day sitting in the saddle for Travis Ryer. I want to give a big thanks to Travis Ryer for letting me do this. Go out and support Peterbrook Chocolatier. Get your sweet treats and get those chocolate-covered espresso beans. Now, Nick Saban met with the media 
yesterday, about six o'clock or so, and talked you know about a bunch of things. But one thing stood out to me was that there is one potential star on this team who may not be ready for the first week. And if he is ready for the first week, he may not be 100% healthy. Uh, this this fellow missed a scrimmage on Saturday, and Coach Saban said it was only going to be a, a couple-day injury, but he's still not back. Let's hear what Coach Saban had to say about Christian Barmore. Well, you know, Christian Barmore is doing very, very well. Uh, we're hopeful that, you know, by Monday of next week he'll be able to do some things in practice. Uh, you never know for sure exactly how a guy's going to progress, but at least that's, you know, the prognosis for right now. Uh, it's probably too early to tell whether he'll be ready to play in the first game or not. We'll just, just have to see how he progresses. Um, you know, Mac um, has done very nicely, had a very good scrimmage on Saturday. Uh, I think when Mac stays in himself and, you know, is concerned about doing what he's supposed to do, uh, and executes and does the things that he's coached to do. He is very, very effective. Uh, and when he stays focused on the play, uh, doesn't get upset about what happened on the play before, uh, he is very, very effective. And he has shown a, a, an ability to do that much better You know, this year. Uh, I think it's a sign of maturity uh, and understanding what he has to do to play uh, winning football at his position. All right, you got a little extra bonus on Mac Mac Mac, uh, Mac Jones. Uh, that question brought to you by James Ogletree, one of my great uh, staff members here at Tide 100.9, team members here at Tide 109. Uh, so we're talking about Christian Barmore, and Coach Saban says hopefully he'll be ready to go by next Monday. He missed last Saturday's scrimmage. He's still out. And we're all expecting Christian Barmore to have a, that breakout season. You know, every time he got on the field last year, he was a, a disruptor. He was a difference maker, getting through the offensive lines, wrecking offensive lines. We're expecting him to have a Quinnen Williams-like season, and the NFL is kind of projecting him as one of the top-end picks in, of next year's NFL draft. And is so for him to not be healthy going into next week, does that raise a cause for concern? Is the Will the Alabama defensive line look as good as we want it to be if he's not available? Losing him, will that hurt you know the defense? 26 tackles. Six tackles for loss, two sacks last year. And all that was as like an ancillary rotational piece, yeah. like not getting in the games very much at all. It's big time. I mean, he's even Nick Saban, like, I know it's hard to read his emotions sometimes because it's Nick Saban, but I, I could tell even just listening to that clip, I mean, there was there was a little concern behind that. It sounded like that to me as well. We're hopeful that he can come back on Monday. Uh, we're, 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 we're not sure about what capacity he's going to be able to play in the first game. There's only 10 games this year. You need your, you need your guys to be ready for all 10 games. So uh, without without Christian Barmore, you're looking at uh, DJ Dale still going to play in the middle. That doesn't change. LeBron Ray will still play one of the other tackles. That's not going to change. But if it's not Barmore, it's Justin Aboigby. It's Byron Young. It's Fidarian, Fidarian Mathis. Like and those guys have experience. Those guys have experience in the system and in the program. But uh, I mean, without it, without Barmore, that's going to be concerning to see. I, I think that's going to be it for for the show today. This was Southern Fried Sports. I'm Joe Gaither. Uh, I was joined. Thanks, James, for joining me. Yeah, man. Thanks for a having lot of me fun. in here, Mason. Yeah. Thanks for playing. Uh, and coming up next, we're gonna have Jay Barker. Jay Barker will take you twelve to two. Ryan Fowler will take you two to six. We'll have a flash episode of Tide tonight this evening, quick yeah. little episode, and then we'll be going right into Hey Coach, Lindy's football report, and the odds hour will end about nine thirty tonight. We got programming all the way to about nine thirty this evening. 
So keep it locked in right here to Tide 100.9. Thank you for 